0: Warning, this program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations. And if you actually see some of this video from Kenosha, Mm. it's people who are standing there saying, Look, I'm cool with Black Lives Matter. I'm good with you guys. But this is our town. Don't burn this shit down. The police, one of these guys says, the police station is over there. Go burn (laughs) that down. (laughs) Don't burn this down. This is our home. In fact, my wife will hate this. If it's my neighborhood, I'm on the corner with the gun. I'm there with the heat. Come see me. We outside, nigga. We outside.
1: We, we, we know uh, new methods of attack. The The fifth column, column, column.
0: Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast this is your mostly weekly i suppose i have to say that again although we tape rather frequently and you are getting the patreon dispatches because you're one of those good and noble souls who is paying what we deserve Mm. actually probably not enough i mean if you're not never fly coach and you you are still employed or you're getting a check from somewhere even if it's your unemployment check you should give until it hurts wow you should give you should give after it hurts just keep giving actually specifically give and it will come back to you good Mm -hmm. measure press down Shaken together, running over, abundantly, give. You sound like Peter Pompov. I'm not uh, sure. That's, that's, that's exactly him. what I was doing. <laughs> give, wow. and it will come yeah. back to you. <laughs> I'm Camille Foster. This is uh, I, I'm, I do things at Freethink Media. I've yeah, already right. said this is the Fifth Column Podcast. Michael Moynihan is in the building of Vice News. Michael Moynihan has had an extraordinary day. I yep. mean, He's been um, on the road for five, five or hours. six hours. He's got someone coming here to bring him his wallet. No, he didn't. Yeah, Matt the Welch, the person coming who we will inevitably yeah. hear in this podcast, like, bring
2: him my, my wallet, is, is my nine-year-old daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt Welch of Reason Magazine walked nine miles to get here. So that he could record with us bit because we decided to do this yes. in, in person. So um, this has been an extraordinary day, and one hand a flight to fucking Wisconsin yes, tomorrow. tomorrow he's going to Wisconsin yeah. to cover all of the things that are happening yeah. there. We could perhaps talk about that in a little bit. Um, and it's we have a story, and we have a guest in the room as well. Yeah, we do, Tina Nguyen. Who, Tina, you are at Politico now.
3: I am. Hi, guys. I've missed you
0: all tremendously. It is yeah. wonderful to have you here Aww. with us, and thank you so much for for dealing with our complete and total insanity. Yeah, I because we I, didn't know what time this yeah, was going to happen, yeah, yeah. or yeah. if it would happen, or how it would happen, or
4: just how racist we all. Well, are, I mean, Camille obviously,
0: oh, very <laughs> racist. Well, you guys are. I can't be racist. I mean, as
3: I texted Camille I don't have any earlier, power. I texted Camille earlier. What was it like? It's not the fifth column if it's not a shambolic mess held together with like willpower and <laughs> duct tape.
0: That's true. And love. Also, love. And
4: love. Great and to love. go That's... cocktails that you brought. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Three Thank you. To you. Of the and four I want to point us. out
0: that
2: Tina is from her hotel room because she no longer lives in New York City. She has relocated to our nation's capital, her right. favorite place in America. The
3: incest town?
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> incel town? No, um, the incest <laughs> yeah, Well, both. <laughs> um, <laughs> How do you like living in DC? I got a sense from a brief interaction about it—not your favorite place in the world.
3: It's the great thing about the pandemic. There are a lot of
2: horrible. <laughs> the great thing.
3: Horrible, horrible things about the pandemic. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the great yeah, Let's. Um,
2: like, the deaths are pretty good. Big positive. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it yeah. the, the, yeah. the,
3: the, the economic downturn yeah. and the deaths and, sure. our America, and America's, like, lack of standing in the world.
0: Yeah. Um, Last days of the country, really. Yeah. yeah. I just think we're done. Yeah. No matter um, who wins, it's over.
3: But what I do appreciate is that I don't have to interact with Washington people now. That's right. Amen. It's so nice. It's basically just me in my apartment not having to do, like, cocktail parties or... Talk to people and
2: otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> as your job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking to people, getting close to them. She's still doing your job you things. Still yeah. things. I'm, still I'm
3: writing, things. writing things. I'm reporting. Like for some reason, my beat is like shifted to culture war stuff, which is all primarily online these
2: so days. So, what is the last piece for those who uh, do not have the uh, dedicated Tina RSS feed? Uh, what, the guys. last piece that you wrote was what.
3: Um, It was me watching the RNC through Donald Trump's official Twitch stream.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So for people out there, Matt Welch, tell us what (laughs) a Twitch stream is. Because Matt has literally no idea. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I I could just smell that you didn't
4: know.
3: (laughs) So Twitch is a live streaming service, um, subsidiary of Amazon. It's really popular among gamers. So if you ever see, like, I don't know, uh, pro-gamer ninja live-streaming him playing, I don't know, Fortnite. And then there are like gajillions of people watching across the world. Um, That's Twitch. It's kind of expanded beyond...
2: America's really just full of losers, isn't it? It's a very
3: lucrative field. I'm sorry
2: it is you yeah. can make like millions and millions of dollars just people watching you play games right
3: oh absolutely
2: but can you really make millions and millions doing yes. this? yeah
0: these people like the gamers that are like the top tier gamers yeah beyond the like PewDiePie but they've got like Ninja like he's got endorsement deals and I stuff he has like he's a, got a, a deals, yeah. Mountain Dew ad or some shit like that I
3: think it was either him wow. or some other guy who got snatched by Microsoft to play exclusively for their attempt to compete with Twitch
0: <laughs> yeah
2: oh. wow uh, it's like Formula One racing for people on the spectrum that's amazing
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah my car is sponsored by Marlboro yeah so, so you have a twitch account no do I, I
3: do not you don't know but what you can do is you can just like literally watch yeah. it so what I did this week was um I discovered that there is a segment of twitch that's le- dedicated to like political live streaming so people just like responding to things in real time uh there was like a big cottage industry of progressives on Twitch, and they were like watching the RNC, and you could see their face in the corner, just like swearing the oh entire time. You guys really kind of would like Twitch. Wait, so um, it, so
2: it's video, like so the people who are commenting on it is everybody, so everybody can like kind of chime in.
3: Yeah, there's oh like God. a giant chat screen mm-hmm. on the side of the um yeah. of like the video that's playing, right. and you could just like sit there reacting to whatever's on the screen, and then if someone like chimed in on the chat, you could be like. Oh, yeah, dickface69. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> You should just shut up. Yeah. Um, so-
2: people are always telling me to shut up.
4: <laughs> and i calling you dickface69. No, that's my username. I mean, I chose that name. I was
2: like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, so
3: there are a couple of people who do. Um, it's a really underdeveloped uh, form of social media, I guess, but Donald Trump, uh, put together an account and is live streaming on Twitch.
2: D- Donald Trump Jr. Or? No,
3: no, okay. the official Donald
0: it, Trump it, campaign has. has that. He, he's never on there, though. Is he ever on Twitch? He's like, not. Hey. But
3: what, right now, I think they're kind of exploring the popularity of it. So they have uh-huh. um, they live stream old Trump videos and interviews uh-huh. that they do. I guess that they also put on like huh. their YouTube
0: live stream. Um, and are there many people paying attention to this?
3: I think it has about one hundred thirty three thousand followers. Wow. So. But it's also hmm. primarily super young people, like yeah. maybe between the ages of like 13 and 24.
0: So basically just neo-Nazis on yeah. there watching yeah. him yeah. taking what I orders was doing, from, <laughs> doing the Tiki Torch <laughs> thing. Yeah.
3: What I was doing uh, was trying to see exactly what kind of Donald Trump follower was on Twitch, mm-hmm. um, and they had this... They uh, did this thing in the chat where they switched off actual verbal co- like comments that you could write with words, but instead they allowed you to respond with emotes, which are basically customized versions of emojis. And it was racist. Yeah, <laughs> it yes. was so racist. <laughs> really? There's our, yeah. There is like
0: what, ki- what kind of things? Can you describe it?
3: Okay. So. Twitch has long tried to combat this problem of racism on the platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are a couple of emojis that tend to be used by white supremacist kind of racist people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, where if there is a black person on the stream or a Twitch or a, a black gamer or something, if yeah. they appear on the screen, they'll immediately start hitting this, um, like black people next to a like a black person emoji next to a chicken bucket. It's like a fried chicken bucket.
2: Um, I thought that was... Matt Matt and I were like, oh, that's interesting. And Camille was like, that's (laughs) hilarious. Amazing. Amazing. And again, if this is your first episode, he is not a black person, but he is, you know, (laughs) most people would say that. But yeah.
1: Um, It was the official...
3: So this is how much money... Twitch makes. It was a KFC sponsored emoji.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not even... I'm, I'm cutting Camille's um, laughter out of this. Dear <laughs> <Nope. Cheer laughs> Lord. But yeah, that's not so the happy, level right? of racism <laughs> yeah.
3: that was on this Twitch that's feed. That's
0: awful. It's not the level <laughs> the of racism
3: worst. that was on the Donald Trump Twitch feed. That's not. No.
0: Oh, it was worse? Or it better? was
3: worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Geez. There would be like... Black guy, tree, branch, white oh,
0: woman. no. Yeah. Oh, really? Over
3: and over again. Um, during segments where there were black speakers, Wait, they would so, just be like, black person, black person, black person, black person, black person. And there
0: was a lot of black people at the RNC. Tons yeah. Oh, so. and there
3: was another one that was like, black person, gun, black person, gun, black, black person, gun.
2: Wait, so why? Uh, they don't ban these people pretty
3: quickly? They don't. Okay. Um, You can moderate on these platforms, yeah. but...
2: I imagine it's fairly hard if there's that many people in the room,
1: right?
3: Well, here's the thing: um, you can, you can spin actually up a new check anonymous who
1: account, sure. you can
3: check um, while the stream is live if there's a moderator in the chat, and there was absolutely none. But mm-hmm. someone made the conscious decision to turn off actual verbal chats and do oh. emote only.
2: Right. Oh. So. And it was still pretty racist.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. There was a, um, I was talking to this guy who's a Twitch streamer who used to be a host on The Young Turks. Um, Hassan Abi, I think. And he was like, look, you if you wanted to be racist on the platform, there are lots of ways that people can block you from being racist. Like, they could put a filter up that says you, like, if you try the N-word or something, that's going to get blocked and your comment will get, like, screened. Or yeah. if you don't have an account and you haven't been following this account for, like, a month, then you can't go into the chat and spam it with the word cocks over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, which the RNC... Their Twitch account actually did.
2: Wait, it banned the word cock?
3: No, no, no. The RNC really didn't have... The RNC had its own Twitch stream, Uh and they didn't really figure out how to moderate it well, so there were these people, these liberals, like, flooding in and just writing cocks over and over and over again. Oh, That was funny. This was not funny. Yeah. Um,
0: Although you don't actually know who is doing the racist tweeting. It could be anyone.
3: You would have to it, the way that these tweets were that these emotes were strung uh-huh. together was like you had to be pretty creative to come up with,
0: yeah, those. like determined yeah yeah
3: there's like there's like normal level of like quasi twitch racism, uh, which I hate putting it that way, but like oh, mm-hmm. there's a black person, I'm gonna hit the trihex emoji over and over again, but it takes a certain level of like commitment to being racist uh-huh that convinced that's like all right i'm going to string all of these emotes together in a way that clearly is racist like here's a white guy here's a whip here's a black guy
4: yeah Uh,
0: so
2: apart from
4: anonymous
0: go ahead matt
4: not to be a twitch racist truther about this but like you knew right away that the cocks were liberals and you knew or you intuited right away that the um white woman uh operating a noose were not liberals or, or associated Was with Was there any other identifying information or is it just <clears throat> sort of the intuition of of looking at that?
3: I don't think liberals would really go around trying to put together emotes of black people being I don't lit.
1: know. No,
0: I we think just, they might. Justice
2: Millette. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we've actually had a number. You know what I'm of, just saying there have been a number of fake. Gina, are you
2: just put your because this is not on Twitch, I guess it was the lives. Tina <laughs> just put her face in her hand when I said that, but you know it's possible, it's right? Because what I wonder about this stuff, and I know mm-hmm. the gaming thing and the GamerGate stuff, which I never understood and never really followed, <laughs> Don't care. but I know that in the gaming community, that you know there's you know audio call and response. Mm-hmm. And there is—I wonder. I mean, are those people who say things are they are they racist, or are they horrible people who are trolling and are actually probably not racist in their actual lives? Because there's a there's a certain cadence and a language to all of it that I don't understand. And this, and this is actually a legitimate question. I'm actually not defending them, but I know that there is kind of this performative aspect of it of who can be the most awful right. kind of thing. And that's but that's not what you were seeing here. I mean, obviously, they're yeah. trying to be awful.
3: I mean, there were degrees of offensive behavior that I saw when I was monitoring these Twitch streams. Like there were, uh, let's see, whenever there are attractive women on screen or any woman whatsoever, like pick your,
1: yeah,
3: pick whatever woman you could see, think of mm-hmm. that spoke at the RNC. There would inevitably be something about with like the craygasm face, for instance, which is which sounds like exactly what it sounds like, yeah. or like <laughs> you know. But rocket, but rocket, but rocket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wait. I just put
1: that together. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Do I need, to, rocket. Ex- do I need yeah. to explain
3: like peaches and eggplants to you, or is
1: this? Yeah, because no, no. I mean, in my life, <laughs> no. I've, tr- I've
2: tried to mostly uh, be with real women. And, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, it worked out sometimes. Sometimes and it did work out sometimes. You don't well.
0: ever have an opportunity to send a real woman a text, eggplant. I, do I that. mean no I, I just, do that with my I plant water spin? I just send
2: yeah. <laughs> pictures I'll I'm, just send a pic you're so, so yeah. old fashioned I'm so old fashioned so oh. I'm I say i I'm so old fashioned it's a twit
0: pic I love that we're going to spend 20 <laughs> minutes talking about talking about innovation just the yeah. the, the bleeding is, edge of technology you know there's so that many Silicon people Valley Valley like, oh,
2: it's so weird I haven't listened to a few episodes they became a technology <laughs>
0: podcast welcome to reply all <laughs> well apart Still apart from <laughs> that's true okay, but, apart from racist people sort Mm -hmm. of or trolls or Twitch bots that are yes, all of the above that are playing around in sort of RNC Donald Trump, Twitch account land. Like, what else did we see at the RNC this past week? Because I know both Tina and Matt watched all of it. Moynihan and I, I watched, watched some, some it, of it. And I,
2: we were talking about this before we started, that the ordinary people stuff was actually quite good. Yeah, And particularly the wife of the retired police chief mm-hmm. who was shot and oh killed. My God. Yeah. She yeah. was great. And that was very, very well done. And you can't have watched that and not been kind of affected by it i mean he was defending I it was in st louis is that yeah. what it was yeah defending a store that he was it was a pawn shop i think he was paid yeah. to uh to defend it right it was like his retirement so. gig and he responded to a call and this he was shot Dave, in, david dorn
1: yeah, yeah and
2: he was i think shot in the head um and and killed and, and this was, was his, like
0: this was like live streamed
2: and, and, and the important yeah. point to make here and obviously it was not lost on the rnc is that he was black Mm-hmm. And you know, his wife black, and you know he was defending his story. And he was killed. And we don't know. do we? Do we know who killed him? Actually, is there anyone arrested know, for this? Is his
4: wife black? Wife's white. I think. Oh, wife's white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. that she. I don't. I don't know that she. Yeah, I don't know that she identified
0: in that way either. But I. I do know that his daughters, who actually were on CNN talking to someone, which I'm not sure if they'd already talked to yeah. about David Dorn much on CNN because that particular case didn't get nearly the amount of coverage that you might have expected. Um, but his daughters were on CNN and they were they were upset that his wife spoke in connection with the RNC. And not only that, but she endorsed the president and said, Donald Trump understands that this kind of nonsense is unacceptable. That they were happening. Ha- were they her daughters? These are no oh, these from are a previous his daughters previous, previous, from a yeah. previous marriage or yeah. previous relationship. Anyways, I'm not quite sure. I, I mean, I had a conversation with upset. somebody
2: who said to me um, this weekend, actually mm-hmm. he said, well, you know, it was effective in some senses. And of course, you know, the Pence speech in the, in the, and the I mean the most soporific piece of oratories that I've ever seen, and Trump's was meandering and stupid and and unwatchable. Endless, endless. It was like the Wagner opera of speeches. It was like Jesus Christ. <laughs> is there an intermission at some point? Who I mean, thought was,
0: that was a good idea?
2: It's think, terrible. It was
0: a, did he come in at about an hour and a half long or it's something like that? It, was, it, it was, was yeah. That and
3: like Stephen Miller wrote, and I remember, and we were reporting out that like they wanted to make this the ultimate. We're gonna you know raise Biden to the ground Yeah. so they decided to make it uh, over an hour I don't know why
0: that doesn't
4: but make that's sense that's that's like an hour who would half. decide that that is a good idea you know, no it was, and it was uh, like the Lord know. of the Rings you know Return of the King like the, oh that's the end <laughs> oh, was that the end? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. no, sorry. Was it, that the end? You're to bring back a vodka. No, it, it is like, It's like
2: Born to Run. It's the false ending. It's like, you know, one, two, three, four, the highway's jammed with broken hair. I was like, yeah. fuck, I thought this song was over. Well, That's, that was every time there was the false ending. But my friend said this, said, you know, yes, okay, effective in some sense. But, you know, just having these black people out there and bringing these, like, this, this tokenization. And I had to, to, to stop and say, you do realize that everyone does this, right? Mm-hmm. This is encouraged by everybody mm-hmm. of just, you know, f- full on, this, this is why these people are here, mm-hmm. and we're trying to put this face forward. And it's, oh, it's so cynical. No, it's cynical when everybody does it. That's exactly it's right. It's not, especially it's all politics. cynical when the Republicans yeah. do it. Do I believe it's the it RNC and that? the DNC. Like, yeah, that's what they, you do. Yes, that's what you do. And so that, I mean, it was interesting to see them go out uh, pretty, pretty hard on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, I think again was effective in some points and, and less, less so in other points. I, I mean, saw a everyone lot of, forget about this in two weeks. So I, yeah, I think, well,
4: that's I think the, they've forgotten already. That's yeah. the overarching <laughs> thing is that like I, saw when the DNC happened, I wasn't paying attention on like Tina. Um, I saw Obama's speech, which mm-hmm. was interesting as a kind of a text more than anything else. And then I, uh, tastefully left the room when, when, um, uh, Kamala Harris spoke. because I was staying with people who had a, a Biden Harris, uh, thing mm. in their front yard mm. and i was like look i don't I just like can't. her I'm, I'm gonna say yeah bad things about them right uh, mm-hmm. about her and so i'm gonna go to the, the next room mm-hmm. and then i heard them say bad things about her <laughs> well, what, <really>? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, they're like my god she's like insincere and terrible like okay, really insufferable yeah. insufferable but like the overarching things that no one is like comparatively no one's watching this mm-hmm. and even compared to the dnc from what i understand mm-hmm. um people were watching the RNC much less. And and that's that's like a fundamental part of this election that we have a hard time uh, wrapping our brains around, which is that Donald Trump was the shock of the new four years ago. Right. He ain't.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's
4: not going to tell us anything new. No. He can't.
1: Yeah, like, it was an show.
4: interesting convention on some levels if you're going to watch every hour because you're supposed to or you're paid to, which two of us were. But like... At the same time, like, who the hell dance. is – but, like, people aren't fascinated by this. They were Never. fascinated more by watching uh, Biden and, and specifically Harris because some people hadn't uh, encountered her before. Um, and if you look at the – not that this is the end-all, be-all in the way that we should now analyze the world, but if you look at the race for the last three months, six months even, it's been – like, there haven't been things that affect – because the nothing's been happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could
2: almost forget on any given day in the past three months that there was a race. I mean, and the, the DNC there's
4: now- a there's a micro bump for Biden, and then yeah. the micro bump went away. Right now, we're having a micro bump for for Trump, and the question is, and it's an open question, I think, is what happens when I don't know people are shooting each other in yeah. street riots, political political and politicized street riots in Portland in Kenosha Mm -hmm. in God knows where else we don't know what the effects of that are going to be. And that's, that's a possible thing, but the overarching thing so far of this election is that nothing really changes anything because like everyone's their lives, we're freaking out about other shit, Mm -hmm. right? Like we, the people who are hyper politicized and interested in watching this right now, Mm -hmm. they're freaking about that sure mm-hmm. of course but like is that what most people are freaking out about i'm and not sure the day
0: after i was certainly paying more attention to the scenes of like chaos and pandemonium in the streets than i was any of the coverage of the speech to see what people's or speech mm-hmm. is to see what people's takeaway was like none of it mattered as much as Rand paul's muffed hair the next day on Fox and friends talking about his ordeal in the streets, which some people have called assault and other people assure me is definitely not assault because he was only yelled at and was incidentally bumped into by a police officer who was pushed by someone else who happened to knock off his wife's shoe and everything is fine. And it's totally normal.
2: I saw that from people that I think we, we all know. Um, in I just share of the LP. I just, well, yeah. And, and, and others, tool. And I just couldn't believe that people can contort themselves in such a way to say that this is you know, rather normal, because I saw, I don't know who was saying it, that, um, you know, he's being yelled at. This is what happens, to your politician. I mean, good God, the scene that I saw in everybody who I know who's not very political was like, Jesus, things mm-hmm. are getting a bit hectic, aren't they? And you know, what would have happened if those cops weren't there holding their bicycles up? to prevent people from barreling over Rand Paul. This is just not okay. This is not the way you deal with an elected official who left in shouting things about Brianna Taylor to him who is the author of the justice for Breonna Taylor acts. I mean, it just shows you exactly how ignorant all these people are. The one Republican that you can think of that would actually really, really have a problem with no knock raids. I mean, maybe a few others, but, but I mean, mostly in the Senate, rant. in the Senate for sure, Yeah, in, in the, the Senate for sure. Maybe him and Mike Lee. Mike that's Lee it. I would say maybe Mike Lee. Yeah. But I mean, you're it's, this is taken over people in such a way that I find so completely disturbing of the, it's not, it's, it's beyond passion at this point. It's it's a mania that has has gripped people, mm-hmm. and this is by the way not exclusively a, a problem of people on the left. It is in Portland when you're saying, "Hey, let's get the guys together, and go down and fight a pitched battle mm-hmm. in the streets of Portland." What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, it t- doesn't excuse you from from you know murdering somebody as happened to one of these Patriot Prayer guys. But Jesus Christ, like, have some common sense and stop this nonsense.
1: Uh-
3: I mean, look—it's a thing that the like MAGA world has been amping up specifically in Portland for God knows how many months, if not like the past year. Like, do you remember? Oh, like last year, last August or something, when there was that Antifa versus Proud Boys yeah. like concrete milkshake fight thingy. Uh, and Andy Ngo, who is a writer for Colette, he kind of turned Antifa into his beat. After that, because he yeah. got him the head with a concrete milkshake, and then he started using that to like build a platform of being the quote unquote anti reporter, and specifically zeroed in on these three, two or three cities, primarily Seattle, Portland, and Chicago, mm. uh, and then from two of the
2: three, which are really in in a tough position right now,
3: Absolutely, with yeah. this stuff, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the right is primed, like MAGA world, right wing media has sort of primed their watchers to go to look at Portland, to look at Seattle and go like, oh my God, they've been talking about Antifa being violent for a year and no one in the mainstream media has talked about this. Well, it's because someone in the right-wing media went in there and went, okay, this is my story. I'm going to like gin the hell out of it.
4: But But also, I'm going to report it, right? It's
2: the thing, is that... More than one person can report it, too. I mean, I think the Antifa thing is... There has been, I don't know what you want to call it. You can call it Antifa. You can call it Black Bloc. You can call it some sort of disparate anarchist groups. But there actually has been a number of people that basically claim this doesn't exist. And that this is a right-wing fever dream. It is not. In 90 days of, you know, violence in the streets of Portland. And you know what? I saw another thing today that fucking drives me crazy. This Oh, they burned it down. You have insurance. I you, we yeah, sent that yeah. to yeah. you guys mm-hmm. today. I see it all the time. And a, a lot of, you know, supposed libertarians saying, oh, that's totally fine that their private property is burned down and you have insurance. Is that I was at a friend's house and it was a house that has been in their family for a hundred plus years. a beautiful old house. Hmm. And I was thinking about it. They are so, they have pictures of the house in the house, right? <laughs> <There are laughs> so, I mean, it does, it's so one like of those <laughs> things. And it's a beautiful place. And it's like, imagine telling them, if somebody came and decided that this was a target for god knows what reason the same same logic a lack of logic that would target a fucking sneaker store mm-hmm. and burn it to the ground and told them you're going to get the insurance money mm-hmm. it's like there are people who work really hard have built these businesses and you have these complete dickheads on twitter that are saying like you know what so what they burn down a few things they're mad and like I know, they're really mad, and it's like the arms full of Air Jordans
4: to to (laughs) make sure that you're... One, like a quick rejoinder to that. (laughs) You need to trade them for food, apparently. Like, are fires controllable? That's what, you know, it's not like you're shooting from a sniper gun. It's not like a targeted thing. It's a fucking fire. Well, it's a fire. You light something on fire, weird things happen. Like, I don't know, people die. Well, if when you, in, when in, you barricade the, the walls
0: before you set the building on fire or barricade the doors before you set the building on fire so that the officers like can't escape the police station, at least you can control that. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you kind of <laughs> hope that I mean, you can control the flow of people it, out of the building that you've just isn't set Isn't it fire.
2: amazing that this is actually something worthy of conversation that people who pretend to be serious people. And, you know, this was passed around quite a bit, this NPR interview with this absurd human who wrote an absurd book, which fine to have this person on. And it was the in defense of looting. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Absolutely. I just read the. uh, Absolutely ridiculous today. Yeah. But you know, I mean, these views are out there. It's fine to Mm -hmm. air them. Um, I, I don't have a huge problem with NPR doing that. I think it's, was probably a little more sympathetic than than I would have been mm. if I was interviewing that mm. person. But we are in a situation now that people are trying to justify really heinous acts. And to Matt's point, it's not... You never see, like... <laughs> like a little place burned down where it had like a you know Trump flag out or something. It's still not okay to do that. But it's always blocks, right? You've seen these pictures from Kenosha. I'm going to be in Kenosha tomorrow. And it blocks burn down. You can't control these things. And to say to people who actually work hard and create the, these businesses, particularly when there are people who get paid, to do the dumb shit that we do. Mm. I mean, that's what offends me more than anything. Yeah, have,
0: have opinions in public. Have I, opinions in public. We like should say, it's, uh, like for the benefit of anyone who's never had to file an insurance claim, the, the notion that, oh, it's fine because insurance will take care of it. Well, there's a couple of, there's layers of difficulty here. First of all, you, you may can, yeah. not have insurance to cover the specific kind of injury that has been brought upon you, yeah. right? They raise your business. Perhaps you're not fully covered. Maybe you only have coverage up to $10,000 and the actual damage is $100,000. Yes. You are shit out of fucking luck. You will pay your $1,000 deductible. You will get your $10,000 check and you are still on the hook for another 90000 Congratulations. You are financially ruined for justice. Mm-hmm. That's how that shit works in most cases. Most people are not made whole. Also... If you're out of business for months because your business has been burned to the ground, your people aren't getting paid, you're not seeing any revenue, and all of those losses are almost certainly not going to be made up for by your insurance provider. I imagine that most of the people listening to this podcast are well aware of this. Unfortunately, I've seen many people who are ostensibly bright who are ostensibly are learned, who yeah. have at least completed books, have won awards, have occasionally been guests on this podcast in the past, and who don't seem to understand that, no, that's not a good fucking argument. It is stupid as hell. It is really dumb. Insurance isn't going to cover it. Full stop. I mean, these are people that don't like
2: those who are making that argument, right? I mean, it's, yeah. they're, they're, I, you can't, in good faith, say, in the same day... You know, Rand Paul's not being assaulted. Come on. It's, you know, he's just being talked to by a bunch of, you know, learned uh, scholars of the Constitution that are following him. And then it's totally fine. to you know, get the insurance money. The people burn down. It's an act of protest. I mean, these two things. If you believe that, you're not a serious person. And if you are actually saying that, I suspect your reaction is to the people who are actually making this argument that are upset about this, right? Mm. I mean, how many people defected from good sense when Milo Yiannopoulos, a fully ridiculous human being, Mm. was being shut down at Berkeley? And it's like, no, guys, and we say this every fucking episode of this podcast that it feels like, is that these are the times that you actually have to come to the defense of free speech. And these are the times you have to actually come to the defense of people who did absolutely nothing wrong, did not take a view even that you know of, that was a bad view. You know, these are, a lot of these people are, and you shouldn't even have to say this, that these people are immigrants that are, you know, first generation immigrants. Um, there was a person with your same last name mm. of, a, of a tweet that was being passed around or something on Facebook and a woman who in Minneapolis is, I think, family business was being mm. attacked and burned down and she said, I'm to the point, if I had a gun, I would fucking shoot these people and my parents worked really hard at this and I, you know, it's not... It's, it's a sort of transpartisan thing at this point. These people aren't sitting there going, hmm, I wonder how this is going to affect the election. And, you know, I bet I could write this <laughs> treatise on looting that would actually make... It's like, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean, you see this person who's like, my parents built this. They came to this country with nothing, and you just burned it down for what reason? Uh, it's baffling to me that anyone would even defend that. But, you know, here we are. <sighs> That's... <laughs> You're going uh, uh, to be a defendant. <laughs> Jesus, screw you guys. Uh,
3: no, it's... I was thinking... Like, my
2: parents were immigrants and I burned down their store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they had a couple.
0: <laughs> they were academics. <laughs> <laughs> they deserved... I know they were right. <laughs> They
3: were academics. Screw you, Harvard. We burn, um,
0: they, burn their books. <laughs> that's Yeah,
3: that's, that's an even better argument. Um... No, that's, it was something I kept thinking about after the RNC was done. Like, what was the point of Trump saying all of these things? What was the point of everyone that they put on there who wasn't, like, the minority that they were trying to soften yeah. their image with? Mm-hmm. What was the point of Rudy going up there and being like, New York is on fire, and Blasio sucks? What's the point of Patrick Lynch going up there with this freaking thin blue line mm. map saying that, like pe- like, progressives want to get rid of the cops and have lawlessness run through the streets? Like, it's literally just to light both of those sides on fire and sure. see what sort of conflagration comes up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's like 30% of the people in his base and then 30, I don't know how many percent of, like, progressives going, we're taking you to the goddamn streets now. Like, I've literally... I've a, just,
2: I mean, and that's an important point. It's mm-hmm. a small percentage. It's, yeah. sure. it's, it is a yeah, very small minority, percentage. Minority in both Very parties. much so. And yeah. I think that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who, you know, became the nominee and the vice presidential nominee, people in the past have been criticized for being tough on crime, right? And so that's the person who won. This mm-hmm. is not you know, some sort of conspiracy. But it's also people who are, I don't think as aggressive as they should be, but I suspect it's going to get more aggressive if denouncing this stuff. Well, they, and they, Donald they, Trump yes. is going to Kenosha on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and that's not because he has a tremendous amount of sympathy for the people of Kenosha. I mean, he's in the race for his existence as as a political figure. Yeah. And it's important that he gets out there and exploits this. And by the way... There's nothing wrong with doing that. No, There's uh, nothing wrong with exploiting this stuff because that's your job as a politician. Well, it's if you
0: do something. Mm-hmm. You must do something afterwards. Just don't you know, show up for the photo op. So a couple of things. Both, with I think Bible. today, both Biden, Biden and Harris have had statements today condemning the violence again, which is perhaps the second or third day in a row that they have come out forcefully saying, hey, stop burning shit. Stop breaking shit. Violence is a bad idea. Also... I think Biden today, in his statement, challenged Donald Trump to condemn violence, which, I mean, I think he's ki- – I think it's fair to say he's kind of been doing that. At a minimum, he's been saying he's going to, like, punch people in the head and bring in the feds if they don't stop doing all of this craziness, which I think in a way is kind That's of – That said, but violence. do you
2: think if there was somebody that was fully clad well, in this is Trump the- gear, you know, committing violence, that he would – actually come because
0: that's the thing that's the, the simplest component of Donald yes, Trump. yes yeah, yeah like yeah. him,
2: he'll defend them that's it well this
0: is this is the other thing and we're, we're jumping around a little bit here but yeah. today and we're recording this on Sunday night today in Portland we saw the reports of a shooting that took place overnight which is someone who was at least wearing a Patriot prayer hat who was shot and killed he was he was, he was yeah. Patriot prayer who is, yeah, sure. so yeah. we do know this for yes, sure now because yeah. earlier I didn't they weren't like releasing a name Nancy's okay so now, yeah. got no. it um and he was part of a group, which, as you mentioned, there Tina, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, is people can't see when we're gesturing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and your <laughs> last name. Yeah. They don't, only 300 uh, <laughs> episodes later. <every> <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> but but they've been, Patriot Prayer has at least on several occasions had these m- truck rallies, mm-hmm. I think is fair to call it, because it's yeah. this caravan of pickup trucks, which apparently stretches for miles, like one or two miles Miles would have to be more than one mile. So miles would be at least two miles. Um, And they're just driving through the streets of Portland. But this go-round, this past weekend, they are driving through the streets of Portland. Someone in the back of the truck, at least one person that I saw on video, with a paintball gun, which he is sort of randomly yes, firing yes. into the crowd. Not smart. Um, not also smart. large cans of pepper spray, Pe- pepper spray, like the bear shit that also, I was using in Fort Washington. Not, smart. not, yeah. smart, not, not nice. Fort Washington, but Front Royal, where the yeah. bears are. Um, and spraying people in the face. And occasionally you had people jumping into the street, getting in front of these trucks, like trying to stop the trucks with their hands, because I don't know why you would try to do that it doesn't look like anyone was run over and killed. Maybe there were some injuries in either case. Like this is some very serious sort of politi- politically oriented or motivated thuggery that's taking place. Mm-hmm. It seems like a reprisal for perhaps what happened after um, the, the, the president's speech at the RNC. Um, and a lot of that, Tension was probably animated by the shooting that had happened earlier in the week. And I'm going through the sequence because it struck me a couple of days ago and perhaps anew this morning that we really had a series, just this es- constant escalation really over the course of the year um, of politically oriented violence, like between political factions in this country, which in many instances are violent demonstrations arson, vandalism, more and more often actual physical altercations and, yes, also murders that have taken place Do as a result a of a lot of political Do we have a tally at
2: this point, And I suppose it would well, be too difficult to tally it, but with George Floyd's death as a starting point, you know, it's funny because I was listening to a podcast today driving about COVID, and it's, you know, this language of excess deaths, right? Mm. How many yeah. excess do we have a sense of how many excess deaths there have been um, since the George Floyd killing death, depends on how you want to frame it, right, that are directly related to protests that would probably would not have happened without George Floyd's death?
4: That would be so hard to parse. Yeah. uh, Uh, No, but look, look, Black Lives Matter was on hiatus. Excess deaths of, like, um, you, you know, street shooting. Well that's what I mean. City I say shooting. Yeah, I don't deaths. mean
2: I don't mean like on a national scale. I'm just using that as a kind of but like cute that, shorthand. But, that's, but, but that's if people who have been right? killed at protests that, you know, because Black Lives Matter existed and would pop up here and there, but as a movement
1: it, that it overwhelmed ways. yeah but yeah. It,
2: it, it's now back in the consciousness it's you know street signs uh, on people's lawns everywhere i go people wearing shirts everywhere i go masks that say black lives matter this is obviously of a different scale since george floyd right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and these protests i mean the kenosha one it's obviously hard because that was well, actually not the death the shooting of somebody else but there has been this stuff in portland kicked off in a real serious way after that, right? Mm -hmm. And there's been so much destruction and so much violence and, you know, a few handful of killings too, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, was it Roland Fryer's Mm -hmm. research about the uptick? What was that? Was that his stuff?
0: Yeah. Actually he had a new study earlier this year, uh, which was essentially about what has been dubbed the Ferguson effect yes. um, by um, Heather McDonald. In some um, and controversy over whether or not yeah, this is a real thing. And, and, yeah. and he, what he documents is something very similar to it. Uh, Roland's most recent study was indicating that after high-profile police-involved shootings where a, a young black person is killed and there's a great deal of media coverage, there tends to be a spike in violent crime. And there tends to be a greater number of people that get killed um, in murders, homicides. Generally, these are young black men who are killed as a result of changes in policing, which are happening presumably because of excess scrutiny that's taking place of police departments. And we've certainly seen some increases in violent crime in a couple of these like key cities uh, new york city being one of those key cities um but i think portland has also seen a bit of an uptick yeah. in violent crime yeah. although it's not portland portland yes oh portland, yeah yeah yeah, I'm, yeah i mean yeah.
2: even murders are yeah the highest primarily been
0: primarily time. murder because in many instances like you're not actually seeing um increases in crime across the board which in New York, for example, it's not so surprising that that's the case, considering like the population of the city mm-hmm. has been decimated. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually are perhaps a little surprised to see quite as many shootings as you're seeing, and quite as many homicides as yeah. you're seeing, because there are actually fewer people. But, but the city. to so disaggregate, just to be clear about
2: this, and like disaggregating the the number of deaths in New York, right? Like it's increased, you know, what, by three times. Since well, we've last seen year, last like. Year?
0: Two twice well we've seen as I've many specific, shootings yeah. this year as the at this time this year as the past two years combined. Yeah. Which is but we, pretty Yeah, and
2: I was specifically talking about people who've died
0: in connection with protests the protests and that's very or hard. I think people very, that you know, like, like the police
2: chief who shot no, we're there's talking a about who've been burn who had been, you know, died in a in I a set on fire I think there's an reason
4: um like some of that stuff that's on a citywide uh, data has to do with are is policing going to change based on you know, uh, uh, like a, a current controversy, public events, and stuff like that. Is there an existing relationship between the police and the populace that's fraught? And are, is there a reaction in this direction where they're going to st- stop enforcing things in the same way, right? Um, but, like, there's an important thing to realize about Portland, which might escape some people's attention, which is that the Proud Boys or Patriot Prayer is the, is the relevant organization. They're not in Oregon. They mm. are in Vancouver. There's a right. reason why Portland, Portland is the stage in. of all these pitched battles is because it's one of those few places in the country where you have passionate political feeling, which tends to be in places that are disproportionately blue or disproportionately red. Mm. But it faces off right across the bridge to a place that is disproportionately itself sort of red or mini red. Vancouver arose. It's not Vancouver, BC. It's Vancouver, Oregon. Um, It's right across the Columbia river from Portland, Oregon. And people moved there because they didn't like the taxes and other things having to do with Portland and Oregon. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, the, and uh, my, uh, my uncle Tom used to live in, in uh, Vancouver, Oregon, my cousins and stuff like that. This is my, my people. Stop it. <laughs> um, but like, no, no, right I just don't understand why he always looks at me when he talks about his uncle Tom. <laughs> totally, he looks at me and winks. It's so weird. Both eyes. Uh, but like, but it's a place. It's a place where you can have a pitched battle. You can't have a pitched battle in New York. Who are we going to fight with here? Right? you find someone. S- they're fight all with on the cops. Island, but they're not going to take the fucking boat. <laughs> right. Like, it's kind of a hassle to get over the Verrazano Bridge, whatever. Like, it, it is... Or, you know, are you really going to go all the way up to Bay Ridge? Because if you do, you're going to get your ass kicked. That's the first problem with that. But, like, <laughs> there isn't a natural, like, antagonistic community. So Portland mm-hmm. has, has that as a microcosm. And then when, when you add to that, like, how I think... Uh, Craven, the political class has been. I mean, Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, had his condo overrun, yeah, and occupied yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And his uh, answer to that was like to blame Donald Trump. Yeah. And at some point, like you got to fucking. Like manage your business even a tiny little bit. It has been very strange to hear the rhetoric related to this this latest shooting. Sh- local
0: politicians have been invoking Donald Trump, asserting that this is essentially his fault, that he's responsible for this murder taking place. I mean, I, I think it's it's fair to say that the political class has failed miserably and there's certainly been some sort of bipartisan failures i definitely think local officials like deserve a great deal of the blame when your police departments are effectively hamstrung in certain respects or don't have sufficient authority to go in and like maintain control and ensure that people aren't able to maraud the streets or consistently attack the same building over and over again, you're doing something wrong. You're failing in a profound way, which is not to say that what you need is to go in and crack skulls and violently ensure that these people aren't doing this. If there's some other political solution or remedy to be brought about, some kind of deal that can be brokered to bring an end to that kind of conflict, then you do that. And perhaps you don't have the capacity to figure out what kind of remedy could be brought to bear in order to sort this out. But at a minimum, that's your fault. You own that shit. And I think in Portland, in particular, and Seattle, but places like this that have seen this kind of sustained level of dissatisfaction, and the sustained level of civil unrest, and I think it's fair to call, I, I don't have an issue calling like arson and stuff violence. you like smash my window in and I don't want you to, I'd say that that's a violent act. You didn't attack my person, but you attacked my shit, and I don't like it. Um, so those people, I think, deserve a great deal of the blame. I don't, on the other hand, so much understand how this specific act of murder like, is on the president. I do, on the other hand, think that I've seen a lot of bizarre things from him in recent days with respect Mm -hmm. to like retweeting people who are talking about like the Patriots that are heading to Portland at Mm -hmm. this point, who are interested in standing up for justice here. And it just seems to me that this is likely to go bad.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's the same way that he weighs in on trying to get things to happen. Like I want college football to happen. I want there to be an art... I want there to be a convention somewhere. Maybe we're going to do it in Jacksonville. Let's do it in Jacksonville. I would like to have it done in Jacksonville.
0: Before we transition away from this, I wanted to, to directly quote Joe Biden because I alluded to this earlier. Biden said in this statement, I condemn violence of every kind by anyone, whether on the left or the right. And I challenge Donald Trump to do the same. Biden said in a statement, adding that we we must not become a country at war with ourselves. I think it's a little bit late for that. We are kind of at war with ourselves, at least certain small minorities are at war with one another and it kind of sucks for everyone. Um, He also goes on to say, what does president Trump think will happen when he continues to insist on fanning the flames of hate and division in our society and using the politics of fear to whip up his supporters. He is recklessly encouraging violence. I think there's a little bit of irony in a statement like that to suggest that your opponent is using the politics of fear whipping up violence and destroying the country and causing a civil war you've just essentially insinuated all of that in the same statement at any rate i just wanted to put that on the record
4: it's going to be a really the most important thing is that it's going to be a really really bad how much time do we have left before before the the election election? oh it's september down the (laughs) days i was like it's september we've got two two months left (laughs) we've got two months left Two plus months. It's going to be such a bad two months. Did yeah. you notice? It's
0: actually going to be worse than that, Matt. Yeah. It's going to be worse than that because we will be... not have the results straight away. Oh God!
3: Right? right. Yeah. The
4: Unless out. it's overwhelming and, and
3: sixty-four days, two hours, four minutes, and forty-seven Is that seconds. that an dot
4: com. Yeah. <laughs> <and date>. <laughs> <downer>. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's a question. Website. It's going to be terrible. Like uh, like. Have you noticed? I uh, I like physically noticed, and and I was. In California during the DNC, so I wasn't paying attention to politics. I wasn't on online very much, and um, but even so, you would like would catch up on Twitter and see what's going on. Um, the difference in tenor of people, yes, reacting to anything. I literally said this there's something yeah. like ten yeah. ten degrees like change yeah. after yeah. the end of the RNC, and I don't know if it was RNC specific or is because that people are actually killing each other in Kenosha and killing each other in. In Portland, and so we can see this sort of street violence and imagine, you know, the Weimar scenarios that uh, Andrew Sullivan, our previous ball washing guest, was talking about uh, <laughs> when he was when he was writing in his weekly. If newsletter. he's ever mass
2: talking to listen to the episode, he's not. That's just not a no. random thing that he says. Uh-uh.
4: Uh But like, uh, but people have just decided to be at least ten degrees, maybe twenty more, like stupid and basic, and don't you understand that, no, really, this one is the most important one ever. If we don't do this, then that is going to happen forever. Mm-hmm. And you saw that that was a theme that was, like, sometimes even in the same speech that was otherwise perfectly fine at the RNC, uh, uh, Tim Scott comes to mind. Mm-hmm. It was a fine speech. It was very interesting. It was one of many speeches from a Trump supporter in a in a prominent place within the the sort of speaking schedule mm-hmm. which talked about like Joe Biden has kind of a bad record on criminal justice reform hey mm-hmm. that's true uh, Donald Trump actually did a little tiny or you know maybe more than a little tiny thing with criminal justice reform including uh, you know uh, commuting and then pardoning Alice Johnson also true great okay we're talking about a lot of things here and then at the end it's like and he wants to usher in all of the communism that's going to kill us forever. Like it's, it was a, a it might be a slight exaggeration, but it really wasn't. Like he's going to fundamentally transform America as we know it. And if he is elected, we won't have any more opportunity to bring that back. Like even that, um, and you hear that from Democrats all the time, commonly with Donald Trump and Republicans mm-hmm. right now. If he wins, that's it. It's all over. We we've ushered in this other thing, but. That was happening, too, at the Republican convention. We are pretty numb to it at this point because, like, ah, are they going to say a thing again? They always say things. Uh, But that's where we are. And so all of the people who are either keyed into it or just are affected by it, it affects the way that they communicate with the world so much right now. And it's much worse than ever. One of the most interesting
2: things to me, and I don't know how this will pan out. We talked about it in the last Patreon episode. We were doing the kind of mailbag stuff. And somebody said to us, um, I had said something to the effect of, I really hope Donald Trump loses. And there was a correspondent who said, justify your apparent love of Joe Biden, which is, I said no such thing. But I laid out the case for why I think this would be a positive development. And one of the things that I keep wondering about, and this is one of those questions that you ask and you get 7,000 emails about, but will the politicization of everything continue at pace if Joe Biden becomes the president? So, for instance, I mean, I went to a restaurant the other day here, and usually they write the, they, they write the menu on the, mm-hmm. on the table. They don't do that now because of... Uh, COVID, so they actually have printed menus, and the printed menu at the bottom of it had a couple little lines of a kind of postal service conspiracy about, you know, stand vigilant against, you Mm. know, Republicans stealing the election. I was like, I'm just trying to have a burger.
1: (laughs) I honestly just don't (laughs) (laughs) don't want to think about this right now.
2: And everywhere I go, there's some little political point, sometimes a big political point, and I was wondering, like, am I imagining this because this time is so sort of u- uniquely, it feels uniquely tense that I'm just m- noticing this stuff more or has it actually seeped into the groundwater of everything? And I, I think that's, the, the latter is true, that it's seeped in the groundwater of everything. But I wonder if we're, and it's obviously different where we live, right? Mm-hmm. DC, New York City, et cetera. If there is more Trump, there's going to be, it's going to continue a pace, probably ramp up a little bit. If Joe Biden becomes the next president of the United States, Will there be a moment of kind of decompression? I don't know. I, I truly don't. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. But I think that in New York City, for sure, that it'll be, it'll be less in your face. Like, I mean, I, I went to um, a uh, coffee shop. I sent you a picture of that, actually, and you sent it to Manuel, your wife, of the, um, the comp. The, the, the sort of, it was like a sort of bifurcated comp, and half of yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. by night a comp, and by evening a Klansman. This is just like a normal coffee shop down the street. It's like the cop is a Klansman. I'm like, I should rob this place and see what happens. Let's see what they'll do. Will they call somebody? i just break the window. They'll call the Klansman. (laughs)
0: They'll
2: call the Klansman immediately. That's what what everyone does. We got one of your
1: guys here. That's what
2: everyone does. Yeah. It's like a D.W. Griffith movie all of a sudden. Like, they're right again. I mean, it's, it's bizarre how much it is in everything and we get so many emails and again this is a specific time of the george floyd moment of people telling us about their place of work which could be like a, a you know a, a sporting goods store and they have these elaborate uh things about black lives matter and you know ibram x kendi read the book and we'll come and talk about it and it's like God, aren't we like a taco shop? What the fuck are we doing? And it, it's it's gotten so crazy that when we asked people about that, they sent, what, like, I would say a hundred emails at yeah, least. It's amazing. You know, everywhere. And some of them are, I mean, they're not especially ideological. People saying, like, I can't take this anymore. Some people do say that. but Others are just saying, like, yeah, this is what's going on. And it's kind of weird because it's never been like this before. I, I am to.
3: curious as to like whether that ends up being a Uh, Yes, this is a very libertarian thing for me to ask, but I wonder if that actually is lucrative as like a marketing. Play.
1: I
2: don't that, so I have right? a I have a weird like I've thought about that too, and it's lucrative for Robin D'Angelo for sure. Mm-hmm. And Ibram X Kendi for sure. I mean they are, you know, swimming in it. Mm-hmm. They have they have old school MC hammer money, Camille. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is she's getting like a huge mansion and uh it's like I don't know, her second record's probably not gonna be very good. But I mean how many books are like that can you write? But I don't I wonder I think people are exhausted by it and I don't think that it was just right wingers that were annoyed at the Kaepernick stuff. Mm. Um, That said, when Nike did the Kaepernick thing, I mean, they broke records of how many stuff stuff that they sold, right? Mm. I mean, there was a, a positive response to that. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, like, there was a, a radio call from a sports show. I think somebody, I think Ben Dominick, she's been on the show, posted it of a guy, an older black guy. Yeah, who I was think the,
0: was in Baltimore
4: or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, I just
2: want to watch sports. What the Stop it. Yeah. I'm so tired of
4: all Have of your Have you politics. tried watching ESPN, ESPN for they, a while? You can't. You can't. It's really hard. I mean, yeah. granted, there are issues... And some of that uh, television is compelling, as we've mentioned sure. on the Patreon mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But like the standard workaday ESPN, it's really hard to watch yeah, yeah, at this point. Yeah, but yeah.
2: But I mean, if somebody asks, why does a sports team or sports league, I mean, this didn't end up happening. The Malky Bucks were playing the
4: Magic, right? It was. I think
2: so. I think I'm so. Sure. And they,
4: they canceled that game. I get that. Almost canceled the
2: season. Almost canceled didn't. the season after yeah. that, right? And. That is so strange to me. And I think it's strange for a lot of people. Like, we are making exorbitant salaries. I mean, everybody, the envy of the world. I mean, people are incredibly famous, incredibly rich, et cetera. And we don't want to play because of what happened in Kenosha. A guy was shot in the back. And it's a terrible thing, right? And George Floyd, terrible thing. There's nuances to all of this stuff. But why on earth would you stop playing basketball because of that?
4: Well, I mean, the, the argument, they didn't ultimately Yes, but, but there was a
2: player only meeting where this thing was hashed out. And, and LeBron almost made this
4: go and, ahead, right? He and also like, Michael, Jordan. And Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Well, yeah. he came in and, and, came day, in right? and said, yeah, yeah. Go, go play some basketball. But I mean, one argument for that the is Republicans
0: buy sneakers too. That's probably what he said in there in that meeting. <laughs> You don't think that line works anymore? Probably not the one he used. Is a different one? Maybe it still works. Who yeah. knows?
4: Who knows? Yeah. Um, but like I mean it
0: certainly works with Hong Kong. I mean, There's no problem to get LeBron James to just completely ignore that fucking atrocity because yeah. that doesn't matter. You know, cuz space jam. <laughs> <laughs> that's the pro- I mean that's the real priority there. Yeah. You know, you've got social justice. I can't play a fucking game because of the shooting, but Hong Kong, Space Jam. Yeah. I mean, Space Jam is a big deal I mean China's I mean, a big I market like a you, know, you guys inherit? aren't even They're not even on the air In China <laughs> Listen Like they, uh, The shit is not working But still can't talk about Hong Kong Space Jam Space
4: Jam <laughs> <laughs>
0: Space Jam 2
1: Which while, is gonna <laughs> fucking suck while It is, is going to be A with terrible film.
4: I will also point out For the sake of Kind of fairness Is that we To Hong Kong no, not fairness to Hong Kong. Oh, okay, it's unfairness okay. to Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, okay. Is that we as Americans, when we talk about our politics, we talk about America. Yeah. Like, there is a there is a sliding scale of the stuff that we're interested in. Mm-hmm. And some of us have been trying to get other people interested in other things right. for a long time. But you have to understand the room that you are working in. Yeah. And not that that excuses LeBron. It doesn't at all. No, it's a, like, little, or it's the a little different because he's, like, actually,
0: he's actually saying... You, person who has an opinion on what's Correct. happening in Hong Kong, shut your fucking mouth. Correct. Don't talk about this. I don't want to have a
4: war of words with you. That's actually not. I mean, not. it's, it's, also, it's a graceful said, in you in said actually, hero, I don't want to have a sentence war with you. It the is is hero is, uh, as usual, Shaquille O'Neal. And if anyone watched last yeah. night, he was like breaking all kinds of shit over his head. It was great. You should have seen exactly. all of I, that. I didn't yeah. see that. I don't, it was, don't know it was, what you're He's yeah, really
2: Not related to Space Jam. But also, and this will be maybe an unpopular thing to say, but... It's not about America only. I mean, if they're, rather than Uyghurs being lined up in a sort of Auschwitz-like way in a train station, and the Mm. most horrifying video, and the most horrifying drone footage or whatever it was, um, if those people were not Uyghurs and Muslims, if they were Africans, what would happen then? Because there is a sort of global solidarity um, in, in, in a racial way.
0: Well, there has been some mistreatment of uh, Africans in China
1: as
2: oh, well yeah. oh, related sure. to the coronavirus. Yeah, for sure.
0: LeBron certainly hasn't had anything to say about no, that.
2: But, no, but it, it hasn't. Those, been the, they're it,
0: those, literally it, like African
3: welding masks, bla- like Africans into their houses. But yeah. there, there hasn't Wait, been what? a mass. Oh, yeah, there was like this giant like f- spasm in China of... Chinese authorities going, oh god, it's black people who are bringing the coronavirus. and yes. we have to like actually seal them in their freaking houses and
2: it's trying to stop them from traveling. Uh-huh. And there were a few oh yeah, McDonald's vi- banned them at one point. Yeah, there were a few videos of this, um, like specifically actually people saying you cannot travel like Chinese authorities or, or border people or whatever. Uh, but it didn't become a big story. It mm-hmm. wasn't, a, and and I don't know how widespread this was. It could have been hugely widespread. It could have been you know a couple of isolated incidents of people taking a law upon their upon themselves. But I don't know. I just think if there was, if I think, I don't think it's a national, uh, uh, identity. That's that, that rules this. I think if it were, you know, white Europeans mistreating no, black like a cone you know, of interest, a yeah, natural yeah. cone of interest, I want to, sure.
4: I want to pivot. One of your, um, kind of questions and, and then lateral it over, uh, to Tina is, is that, so what happens if Biden wins, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and to this horrifying, like national discourse thing, I think, I suspect, but I want to hear from Tina that some of that depends on what the margin of victory is. If Trump Mm -hmm. gets routed, there is X. If it's close and it's contested and you know, these mail-in ballots that'll take forever in a lot of different places as we've already seen in New York and other places. Um, and, What it, you know, the recriminations that looks a whole lot different. But what is your sense right now? You pay attention to Republicans much more than most uh, political journalists do. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your sense of um, kind of the soul of the party or the direction of the party and like read it through the like even the speaker list, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. there's Tom Cotton. Oh, there's Rand Paul. Oh, there's this person, that person. It was kind of a weird mix. Yeah. You couldn't read the tea leaves precisely uh, by just looking at the uh, the, the, the roster. but Maybe you could. So what's your thinking about that?
3: The Republican Party, the one thing that they do know is that Donald Trump is president and Donald Trump is loud and that Donald Trump has a lot of loud supporters behind them. Beyond that, it's unclear if they can get anyone else on their side. Like the entire Trump campaign strategy is we're going to try to not only go to our base but see if there is a large activated portion like a portion of the american voting electorate that didn't come out for 2016 that we could potentially activate which is why they're going ham on this message of like hey white people uh there's we know you didn't vote in the election i think there's about like 50 million of you or such. There's a Brookings Institute report I can pull up later if we really want to fact check this thoroughly. But um, why start now? <laughs> we,
2: don't, we don't do that. So why start now? All yeah. right.
3: We, okay. I hope I got this right. Um, one of the strategies that they're like every time you see Trump tweet "silent majority," it's not just something that someone told him that Nixon was into, and now he's like, "Oh, that sounds like a great thing." It's a legitimate strategy that they're trying to accomplish, which is. There's this large portion of people who didn't vote in 2016, um, and we did have people who voted for us in 2016, but it was a lot of people who just didn't like Hillary. We may have lost them, but let's try to, one, hold on to our base, which clearly responded well to XYZ, and two, see if there's like a larger percentage of those voters who didn't come out that also find this message appealing. And it's white, working-class voters that don't have four years, uh, four-year college degrees. Um, I feel like
4: you're talking about me right now. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah, are
3: Are you triggered, snowflake? <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> I'm kind of thrilled, but go on.
3: Whew, okay. Um, but that's it. So if that works, then the Republican Party is 100, this is like in a full bore, go that direction. But what I got a sense of when I was watching the RNC was that, like, yeah, they don't really know what the party's going to look like. So you had Nikki Haley laying out this, like, soft version of what the Republican Party could have been, maybe, like, 2016. You had, like, all of these minorities that came out and said, okay, here's what I think Donald Trump is good at, um... Like, you had all these random people talking about, like, one vision of the party, and then you had all these, like, four full-bore trumpets going on about, like, cities and flames and progressives trying to burn things down. Like- the
4: criminal justice re- re- conversation was amazingly, like, uh, schizophrenic. Like, it just was like, hey, you know, he's been the best. Hey, you mm-hmm. should never end cashless bail or else they're going to kill you in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, that's, that, like, in Pretty within much. an hour each
2: other like, can those two things coexist though
4: in a way that you know
2: the this kind of joe biden some of it is terrible mm-hmm. in the 90s for doing x y and z and right now we need somebody who is doing something you know a little different but mm-hmm. slightly more you know in the now like, i mean what, it, like it was a bit like in the crime bill stuff, which, if they're not smart enough to get specific about, but the stuff you can get specific about is pretty crappy. You can denounce that and say we need a kind of strong hand in a place like Portland right now, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Right, but then, like, it's also a federalism question, right? Of course, like, yeah. like, you can't. Which when that is, has
3: when has that stopped anyone in the Trump administration? When does that yeah. stopped
4: anyone in any Democratic in, in the Republican Party. I mean, <laughs> administration. Like, seriously, the New York uh, City school uh, teachers' unions are about to vote on going on strike um, t- to not open the schools. This affects me directly. Um, and I am sure that when they do that, if they decide to do that, they're going to just name Trump all along. And like schools are operated locally. Mm-hmm. It's a city decision. The virus operates locally. It's a city, you know, uh, impact, and they will make it all about this. We are we are so stupidly nationalized in our politics, and it ruins everything. It seriously ruins everything. The way that we think about it's all a single top-down national question, and Trump does it, and Biden does it, everybody does it, and but more importantly, more actively, which is not the right word, um, you know it's it's the people who are consuming this consume it that way and it's stupid it's absolutely fucking stupid and bass and it's going to fuck everything up sorry what were we talking about oh i don't know yeah i think I, I,
3: we're i think we've just all got a lot of emotions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of emotions and i'm just here being like yes i am the journalist yeah, yeah
2: yeah i just i want to see um federal uh not federal troops i want to see the Marines uh, land in Tripoli, the shores of Tripoli, and Portland, Oregon at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, you know, are you. I mean, th- this, is a, this is a point, actually, by the way, when I see people online, very online people, particularly some people we were um, talking about earlier and kind of hinting at who they were, uh, you know, talking about, well, are you libertarian enough on this particular issue? I have never thought like that, and people who listen to this podcast know that, but I especially don't now. I just don't care what the sort of libertarian solution to X, Y, or Z is. When you see a city like Portland that has spun so far out of control has a mayor who, and Ted Wheeler, who is so toothless and so pointless that after all this stuff happened, Trump tweeted something, you know, predictably dumb about it today, and he was like, you're the problem here. You're the pro- You're the one that's been stoking this. It's like, no, actually, that's not true. I'm sorry, that's not true. This is like after,
4: I, I, a- hours after, after. somebody
2: was murdered who's a Trump supporter. Yeah. And,
4: and also yeah. that his own house, his own condo was overrun mm-hmm. yeah. by protesters. Yeah. It was occupied. Like, you have control over that. You're it,
2: actually he- the mayor. Well, it, it reminds me, because okay. uh, maybe it's a regional thing. It's something in the air up there. At, at the same time, we, I think probably our largest concentration of listeners are in the Pacific Northwest. We get a lot of people. I don't know why. Really? but It's very strange, but, yeah. but we love them all dearly. But it reminds me of George Bridges, who was the president at um, Evergreen when I went to... And he didn't give an interview to anyone, um, and, and I got him to sit down with me. And that interview lasted, I think, 12 minutes. Um, we stayed an extra day. Because they said if you stay an extra day, because uh, he pushed the interview, we can give you like half an hour today. If you stay, t- t- you know, an extra day, we'll give you an hour and fifteen minutes or something. He left after twelve, and George Bridges was the guy that it, I guess it was yeah, it was the Brett Weinstein affair, which was seems so quaint now. It yeah. was like national news story. <laughs> and it was like it was literally one of these every day in some uh, you know form or another. But George Bridges was was a guy who was being brutalized every day by the student protesters. And there was nothing that he wouldn't do to bend over backwards for them. After, they they could spit in his face, and he would go on camera and be like, you know what, these students are just brave souls. <laughs> and they would like burn down his house, and they'd be like, you know, what is fire, really, anyway? What is it t- but
3: the, uh, this is like... Bright- Brett Weinstein is a professor and he's like, and like the entire point of a professor is, okay, these kids are going to be dumb asses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let them figure their shit out.
2: Which Ted is what he Wieler did. Is,
3: but Ted Wheeler is a mayor.
2: No, no, I know. But, but, I, but no, I'm saying that the, oh. the president of the university oh. uh, was the one who had who, some
4: authority, who had some theory. authority and he could
2: shut it down oh. in every time there was a, and I included this in the piece that I did. There was a video from the occupation of his office where he wanted, he said, I have to go to the bathroom. And they said, no, you can't. And and someone just said, just hold it. No, and he no. and, and he said, okay, and he said, you know, no, like, slunk down. And I asked him, I was like, why? No. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, they have a right to say it. I'm like, no they, no, you, no, they don't. They don't. That's they don't have a right way. to say You <laughs> can't go to the bathroom? I mean,
0: this is insane. I suppose they punched. do have a right to say it. They have a right Someone. to say it, but, <laughs> and you <laughs> have a
2: right to abide by it, but you're a fucking fool. <laughs> and I see a lot of that, uh, a lot of him in Ted Wheeler, Ted, who yeah. is, he doesn't realize that he's lost. There's no way of getting this mob back on his side, so he can go out and protest with them, which he did once, and they just mow out him the whole time, right? Every time he tried to speak, they'd be like, boo, and throw stuff at him, and the rest of it. And he can try to turn his fire and his attention on Donald Trump, but they don't really care about Donald Trump. That's what you notice about yeah. these people. They're way beyond the idea of Donald Trump. What they are arguing for and what, what sort of political worldview they have is erases Donald Trump and existed before Donald Trump. And it's one of, you know, what is the problem? The problem is capitalism is not Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump is just a symptom. Donald Trump goes away. They still have a problem, right? Joe Biden is probably, you know, even worse to them because he's masquerading as a liberal. That's how they think, not what I think. But, you know, it's not, I mean, Ted Wheeler is like, if I just mention Trump enough, if I say that this is the man who's actually stoking this things, the people who are, you know, causing problems in Portland, right? They are the Patriot pair of in some ways, but it's by far the people on the other side, whatever you want to call them. If you want to call them Antifa, right? But it's by far, they're outstripping them by like 10, 20 to one. If they hear something like that, that it's Donald Trump, it's like, they're just going to be like, dude, no, it isn't. That's not why we're here. Are you fucking kidding me? No, it's not Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump sucks and Donald Trump supporters come. We want to fucking fight them and do a pitched battle like it's you know, 1938 in the East End of London. But our problem is a lot. We're revolutionaries. The people truly believe in this. It is not a Glenn Beck fever dream. There are revolutionaries and they are malice and the rest of it is Glenn Beck. He said that about Obama. <laughs> like, yeah, the fever,
4: Obama. The fever <laughs> dream is that it's the actual political leaders. It's not. It's
2: not. It is not. These are like, you know, over educated people who have undercooked ideas, who believe that revolution is just around the bend. If you look at all these interviews with people, with the weather underground, which is interesting, because they're pretty fascinating. Brian Burroughs' book, uh, Days of Rage, is pretty interesting on this. Is that there were so few in number? And they acknowledge this now. I mean, there's a lot of them are actually pretty, pretty interesting about it. And they always say, and I've mentioned this before, it's kind of wistfully and kind of embarrassed. They say, "Yeah, we really thought the revolution was around the corner." And remember the analog, which people say, you know, Nixon and sound majority. Nixon won forty-nine states in nineteen sixty-eight yeah. after the mm-hmm. Democratic convention, won by after like the assassination. Percentage,
4: percentage points,
2: incredible. And then you look at somewhere like Wisconsin, which I'm, where I'm going tomorrow, and Donald Trump eked out a win. In 2016, um, Hillary decided that it wasn't worth showing up. And then if you look at Obama's margins, it's like, what, 14 percentage points, 20 percentage points? It's an enormous win for him. Two times in a row. And then Trump ekes this out. I really wonder what's going to happen now, because Joe Biden had a commanding lead, and Camille texted, and asked specifically you, Matt, and both you and Tina would be interested in this, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is
2: that is this, does this violence... Does this burning down full blocks in Kenosha, and those pictures are very Berlin 1945, there's just like rubble everywhere. Does this narrow the gap to a point where Democrats should be concerned? Because, I mean, Joe Biden's up, you know, five points above Donald Trump in the past, you know, prior to all this stuff, prior to George Floyd, too.
4: Let's listen to Tina.
2: Tina knows this stuff. What do you think? I mean, and by the way, you can also say if you don't want to localize it to Wisconsin, this is something that everyone's saying about everywhere, right?
3: Honestly, the more. It's a little bit of a thing where you have to realize that what is happening in Kenosha, Trump will want to extrapolate to any other urban area yeah. any other place with maybe more than a hundred thousand people and mm-hmm. go this is what's happening in kenosha look at this burning city it is going to happen to all of your cities all of the cities are no longer safe he's been waging this war on cities for i don't know since the very beginning of the pandemic when you had like i don't
2: know geez um it's 11 30 <laughs> but, but, uh, well, is he wrong about that
3: is he wrong about the...
2: Because, the, I mean, the vi- the violence, mm-hmm. looting, things like that, of course, it's quite different, and it's very, very ramped up in places like Portland, even in Chicago, mm-hmm. and Kenosha. But I, we've seen a lot of crazy stuff in a lot of, like, weird cities that Kenosha, I didn't expect that. I did,
3: Yeah, Kenosha I did not expect to become a flashpoint. Yeah. Like, if you kept the camera aimed at Portland and Chicago, that's absolutely one thing. Kenosha, that is potentially... A big Trump talking point, yeah. Because that's a city that very. It, it's not like the. It's not even the biggest city in friggin' Wisconsin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's, it's essentially
0: a suburb of, of Milwaukee, right? It's a hundred thousand yeah. people. Yeah.
3: yeah, like those kind of exist anywhere.
0: Now I've spent some time in Kenosha because I did the police shooting yeah, right. documentary yeah. about um, Michael Bell Jr. Um, with his father Michael Bell Sr. and um, I can tell you that Kenosha at a minimum, you know, town of 100,000 in Wisconsin. But there's at least some history there of issues involving the police department and police-involved shootings. When we were investigating this story, one of the details that stood out to me, and this is something that would not surprise our friend Pete Moscos, who yes. is at John Jay, and is a former police officer in, in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Um, he's a very smart guy. Um, but one of the observations that... Pete was the first person I, I actually saw make this was about like these local rural police departments and the fact that they tend to over index in terms of the number of police involved shootings that they have. And Kenosha actually had a surprising number of shootings over the, like the, the course of a decade. What is the um, category of local rural? These like, is that what I said? Yeah, I think I so. it's late. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> these, these like smaller rural police stations okay. or police departments as We're opposed get a to a thousand emails about the fact that Kenosha is not rural, rural, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm going to cut I, it. Anyway. I'm just trying to. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're trying. Um, yeah. Don't cut. But it. I'm saying that a metro, a big metropolitan area, you would expect New York City to have like a bunch of police involved shootings and they don't, at least today. Like, there's not a lot of them. Peter Moskos makes the, the, yeah.
2: the argument that the NYPD essentially became the model uh, after having a lot of problems mm-hmm. that of a of a big city police department, that actually the number of shootings, officer involved shootings, uh-huh. is down dramatically. Yeah, yeah. That mm. they've actually, you know, rehabbed themselves in a pretty interesting way. It's actually and quite it, true. Yeah, and he was worried about the the, the kind of. You know, spraying bullets, sort of thing. We're just going to get rid of all of it. We're going to kill all of these people, and you know, get rid of all of these police departments and defund this. In mm-hmm. saying, like, well, you know, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater here, because yeah. there has been some actual, you know, real improvements. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you can't go back and say stop and frisk was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually makes an important distinction. He did this with Glenn Lowry recently, uh, the, the distinction between uh, zero tolerance and broken windows and that broken windows is not what a lot of people think it is. That's That's right. The James Q. Wilson way and not necessarily the, the Giuliani way of that, you know, small quality of life crimes are important to combat. And the zero tolerance thing is actually an abomination and really, really bad for the people who live in those communities and bad for a police force that the defund the police movement is so broad and the number of people that I know that had post these things on Instagram about defund the police, who I know, and I like them all personally, that I know if I questioned them about it, they would not have the first idea what that actually meant and where they would apply these funding cuts. Because Moscow's is interesting. He's like, I totally support defunding the police in very specific targeted ways. Mm-hmm. And the mass kind of let's defund everything is obviously an idea that existed probably
0: for about two weeks like after George it's Floyd. It's a little bit generous to call it an idea, I think. It's, it's not, yeah. In, in it, many it, it, instances, there was, a, yeah. there was, was, a, there was a degree
3: philosophy. of subtlety and nuance about two, week, like two weeks after George Floyd, and then all of a sudden it just became like, yeah. oh, they're taking the money away from the police. That's the thing. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Well, social yeah, programs yeah, well, it's,
0: it's, I, but, We had a conversation with before. Before we go further, the point I was making about Kenosha oh, yeah. was that the... There were two things, actually. One is that Kenosha has actually had some history of issues related to policing and police-involved shootings. And at a minimum, there'd been this sustained campaign on the part of Michael Bell Sr., Mm -hmm. who, if you visit Kenosha, you may still see. The billboards yeah. with his son's face on them. Which are in, by the which way, promote been, the piece that you just Which too, have been going, yeah, in, you can still piece, find this yeah. uh, at Freethink, or if you Google like police shootings, Freethink, you'll find uh, My Visage in this documentary film that we produced. about 13 minutes long, and it's essentially a, the story of Michael Bell Sr. discovering that his son had been shot and killed by the police after a traffic stop in front of his home. Um, and when he was killed, he was being brought under control by three officers there were questions about whether or not his son might have been handcuffed when he was shot and killed um, and he was shot and killed in front of his mother and sister it's a very awful story but what's important here in addition to you know highlighting the awful struggle that his family endured is that this family fought for a decade To not only try and reopen the investigation, a battle that is still ongoing, but also to change the laws in Wisconsin. Because what they discovered um, is that at the time in Wisconsin, the police department effectively investigated its own police-involved shooting. And after three days, the police department cleared itself of any wrongdoing in that shooting. (laughs) Um, And he was irate. He fought and he won. And Wisconsin became the first state of the union to require Independent investigations of all police-involved shootings, but not body cams,
2: thing. because they did. There, there were no body cams in the the uh, shooting of. I'm forgetting his name. What is, what uh, is this? is Blake. Blake. The, yeah,
0: yeah, and I and I'm actually not sure if there are no body cams. I read that there were no body cams. Okay. and I yeah. suspect that that footage would because it it took it, it took a couple of days for us to get for us to get any sort of statement from the police department well, there, we'll which look. is which is not surprising. But it's also the case that. Because this happened in Wisconsin and because Wisconsin had this legislation passed, there is an independent investigative process in Wisconsin. And this particular case is going to go through that process. We don't care about which that right. anymore. Which, is, which, is, which is actually cares. really important to keep in mind. So people have actually talked to yeah. Michael Bell because he became a bit of a national figure as a result of this because he's still working – to get similar laws passed at a federal level to require that this exists. In fact, his bold strategy is to have something like the National Transportation Safety Administration operate something like a database of police-involved shootings and things like that, where you can figure out what went wrong, why it went wrong, and how you can mitigate against these Mm -hmm. things happening so that you have fewer of these incidents happen. And at some point, he believes in much the same way that actual airline incidences because airline crashes because of like mechanical failures like they just they don't happen all that frequently that police involved shootings could go that same way if we focus on you know keep the main thing the main thing as they say mm-hmm. um but instead i mean protesters are interested in going after the now, syrup lady and tearing down statues and all <laughs> but, well the shit. thing about this that so. we'll never learn is
2: can we wait a few days can we wait a week Before we we burn things down. Because, particularly in the Kenosha uh, thing, is that we talked about this today. The first information we heard was that the Jacob Blake shooting is the initial, it's not reporting, right? It's Mm -hmm. this initial game of telephone that happens, is that it was especially horrible because this is a guy who is actually doing... This is effectively what they're trying he's to say. Breaking he's up a doing fight. the job of the police, in a way. Yeah, he's he's breaking there breaking up a fight. Up a fight. That was not even close to being true, yeah. as far as we know now, is that he was there and they, the, the police were called specifically because of him. again, the throat clearing that you have to do in this because everyone is so fucking dishonest these days is that this is in no way saying this is justified. I think that we just don't have enough information at the moment, but the way that this stuff is framed immediately is let's take a breath and see what happened. Because what you see in the video, whether it's the Covington kids, whether it's this, it's never exactly right, right? It's always something else about it. Because there's a second video that comes out and he's
0: wrestling with the police. On the other and, side of the car. Yeah, on the yeah.
2: side of the car. And the headlock and all this stuff is like... And then all of a sudden there's a knife involved. And when, when did he have the knife? Did he actually get the knife out of the car? I don't know. But this is all fairly interesting. And then... Of course, he's not supposed to be on this property because of an outstanding warrant for sexual assault. Does that matter? Well, it depends. It depends on a million different things. But we are judge, jury, and executioner within five minutes of this stuff happening. Camille made a point, and I don't know if you found out whether this is true. He was shot seven times. Okay, that seems that, that what I've heard a lot, Right. Was he shot seven times? Is the gun discharged seven times? Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's r- rather impressive and amazing that he was shot seven times and survived. Um, he's paralyzed. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all the tragedy of the situation. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say as a journalist, as a not even as a journalist, because no one's being a journalist here, they're being public commentators. It's okay to say I don't know yet. And you're not, you know, supporting the police or you're not allowing this stuff. to The instinct now is like, okay, let's get on the street. Let's burn some shit down because this is bad. This is what's happening in America. People are being hunted. Well, I don't know if that's true. Mm. So can we hang on for a second? And it's interesting to figure out or to see what happens with all this stuff in you know, whole swaths of a city in a suburb, exurb, separate city, who knows? People from Wisconsin will tell us, um, mm-hmm. are burned to the ground based on very limited information. Seems to be a bad idea. It's also a bad idea, by the way, to show up with a gun to protect those businesses. It's like, not your fucking job. It is. It is it's it, not your job.
0: Well, there are a couple of things. I mean, first, and maybe we should just kind of turn towards these things and then probably punch out because you got a flight really early <laughs> and we should stop at some point because yeah. we're getting tired. And now this is the point at which I decide to try to, Carefully navigate nope. these developing uh-huh. stories. No. We'll do it It end. is 11.33. Um, <laughs> <laughs> truth truth yeah. out with an empty booze glass in yeah, front yeah, of you. Yeah. Right. I mean, I this is up. the third one for the day. Um, but uh, I think it was a truth out ad. I don't think. Actually, I'm looking at it now. But I did share it with you guys earlier. And the truth out ad probably came out on like Wednesday or something like that. So at that point, we had a couple of days. And it's a flagrantly dishonest ad which says that – he was trying to break up a fight. Not true. Doesn't appear to be Doesn't true. Doesn't appear to be true. Um, he wasn't armed. There are a couple of we indications that that's not true. Yeah. Um, he was relieved police had arrived to handle the fight. How would one know that? We don't know that. You can't know but that. But there was an altercation and there was at least two attempts made to tase him. At least the video seems to indicate that there was definitely an altercation. He gets up from the altercation and is walking away from police officers who then drive, Who then. Um, draw their firearms. Maybe it wasn't the first time they'd drawn their firearms, but at that point, they had their firearms out. So he went, and I'm going back to the truth I'd add now, so he went to get in his car and drive his, drive his children safely home. Maybe that's what he was going to his car for. We <laughs> don't actually know what was happening. Safely we home. do know okay. that he went around the car, opened the car door, and either was getting something out of the car or was getting into the car. This is all we know. Mm-hmm. And... To be a police officer like at that moment, following this guy with your gun drawn around the car, giving whatever orders or instructions you're presumably giving at that point, one does wonder, well, you have your gun out. Why don't you just put your gun away and tackle the guy? Like you, There's more than one of you, and there's only one of him. Take him to the ground and put an end to this. That's a legitimate question. It's the sort of thing that one might expect to be investigated. They did also already try to do that. You just could try again. Yeah, yeah. This is not an unreasonable thing to suggest yeah. that when yeah. someone is resisting arrest, this isn't a capital crime. And you shouldn't necessarily die. Of for course. This, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. at a minimum, yeah. it's like this is an area that should be arrested, should be investigated. What I've continually been told over and over again, that there are no circumstances under which someone should receive seven shots in the back. And for me, like when I hear no circumstances under which, I say, well, I don't know the circumstances. I certainly can't agree to that. I have to imagine that there's some circumstance under which this might be mm-hmm. a legitimate shooting. In either case, I am perfectly willing to allow some investigative process to be completed before I utterly lose my shit. And certainly before I, I embrace obvious untruths or pure speculation in order to say – this is completely wrong and it justifies doing just about anything. Also, it affirms everything that I believe about the fundamental injustice of the American criminal justice system. It's just, it is not there yet, people. Like, we simply don't have all of the details. I mean, it's kind of
2: embarrassing that we actually have to say that that is something that could be considered controversial. To say that, you know, let's hang on a second. We don't actually know the details. We don't know, well, I know that can't happen. You're not a cop. You don't know what the situation was. You don't know what happened I mean, prior can, to the video. We don't
3: have all the access to the footage. We don't have. No, we don't.
2: And by the way, it is horrifying that I mean that the Kenosha Police Department appears not to have body cams. They should have body cams, and that would clear up a lot of stuff. It might not this very very far away, grainy. Footage but as as we, we know, like body
0: cams, right. like you have to have the appropriate policy in place. And yeah, if you no, don't, of course, it kind of, of, course of course, of
4: course. People do it? tend yeah. to
3: like turning off body cams.
4: That should
2: be punishable. I mean, yeah. it should be oh. I, it's, I think it's insane that that actually while
4: happens. agreeing with you vociferously i would also um, uh, suggest that in most cases shooting firing someone at someone in the back mm-hmm. seven times whether they hit or not mm-hmm. um it's weird policing it is a highly unusual situation yeah it is the sort yeah. of
0: thing that makes me deeply skeptical i of err, these officers. I I err on pres- the side yeah. of
4: thinking that that's wrong
0: there's i think that there's there's almost certainly something they could have done that didn't require them to yeah. shoot the shit out of this guy. Well, the most generous
2: Gen- the most generous interpretation is that if, and again, this is, no one has said this. this mm-hmm. is, I'm, I'm making this up. It's complete speculation. The most generous interpretation is the guy has been tased unsuccessfully, uh, fought with the police, gone to the other side of the car, guns drawn, told to stop, doesn't stop. Why is he not stopping? Opens the car door. They see a knife. This is, you know, the knife is, Ben said it's in the car. It's something. we have no yeah, idea. Some, something about C it. Now. And I've, and he's grabbing for it and you're making 40 grand a year. And you're like, I'm going to go home to my kids tonight and I'm not going to get fucking stabbed. And you
0: mean you could also,
1: yeah. Again, lots again, of, lots of I am, things. I am and doing kids, the most
2: generous
0: interpretation
4: of and this. And there are kids in the car. And,
0: and that's just it. But we, we have no idea what transpired. Was there a threat made against like the children? No. It, I don't know. And, yeah. So for me, like, am I skeptical of this encounter? Does this seem dodgy? this doesn't seem like a good outcome. No. This doesn't seem like good policing. I mean, At a minimum, if policy allows for an outcome like this, we should probably yes. do something about the policy. Yes. Right? I think that's right. It's and, transparently
2: something is very, very yeah. strange with this. But, and again, when I say that like, I'm giving the most generous possible interpretation, yeah. is I do find one thing irritating, that people do jump to conclusions, of course. But people often discount or ignore the danger of somebody who's a cop and not making a ton of money. And there's a lot of people that are making enormous amounts of money sitting on Twitter, telling them what they should do in certain situations. It doesn't mean that they're wrong, but it does mean that people don't quite get the danger of actually being a policeman. And that if there is somebody who's reaching for a gun, they mistake a gun again, again, it doesn't in no way allow for these people not to be punished, fired, or prosecuted. Let's not let's say this is a good thing. But I do have some measure of sympathy with somebody, and again, that's not what's happening in this case, but with somebody who thinks they're going to potentially be shot. There's a, it's a very dangerous job, and I think that's something that people should keep in mind.
4: I mean, the... Counterpoint to that Is that Statistically it's not Like as much It depends on where you're working I mean statistically It's not if you If
2: you take everybody It's like Concord, Massachusetts Where I grew up Is not a dangerous job at all If you're growing up In Kenosha Not at all bunch of assholes Like I'm a Dunkin' Donuts Well yeah He's like dude Fuck you Stady And then like You get punched in the face But like that's about As bad as it's gonna get but it is a dangerous job if you're in fucking Chicago, right? Statistically, if you're taking the aggregate for the country, yeah. But it's completely n- dishonest if you're saying you are, it's not a dangerous job for you patrolling the streets of the worst fucking neighborhood in Chicago where it is like Chirac every day, right?
4: My, uh, and I'm going to mangle this, but I'll, I'll present it as true. But one of my favorite stats is that like New York City cops in 1970, 71, 72, um, something like 90 or or 100 were shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, close, not quite that number, but were, like, killed. And and every year for the past, and that's not a favorite number, let's let's be clear about that, Um, but, like, that every year in this country, something like 40 cops get killed in the line of, of duty.
2: I keep it um, also in mind that they're all wearing like Kevlar now in this. Yeah, so things. In life-saving surgeries and the rest of it. But like it's better. one yeah.
4: city compared to the entire country. But that also, you know, um, mirrors the dramatic drop in violence in general. I yeah, mean, yeah, definitely. We've said it before, but like 2,200, 2,300 people used to be killed every year in New York Jeez, I mean, in yeah. the late peak 80s. Was, well, the peak year was
2: like 93, right? 92, 93.
4: And now it's like we're really, really upset because this year is going to be like 350 or 400. And we should be upset yep. because like every you know, extra one, it's bad. And, like, we can feel it and smell it and read about it, that there's more crime in New York right now. Mm-hmm. There's something weird going on. It's bad. And, yeah. like, and you shouldn't, there's a lot of people who are like, ah, you know, everyone's, the right wingers are, are, are are like, exaggerating this for their own reasons. It's like, no, dude, like, people don't want to live in a more dangerous world i also um, like, i think I a lot of people that. Are, exa-
2: that, that are talking about that live nowhere close to yeah, also, <laughs> so that's like assholes. that is true like, yeah when,
0: anytime i hear someone say well it's only like a couple more murders you know statistically it's that. Uh, it sounds like a lot but it's only a couple more fuck you if i'm that one more if i'm that third person who probably wouldn't have died under other circumstances fuck you yeah i mean look
2: one final point on this it's frustrating for for, for for a number of, of reasons. But you know, the, the the changes in policing, I mean these things, again, the Moscow's point of this getting much better. Every single instance is going to be under a microscope now. It's going to be amplified. It's going to be a Twitter story. It's going to be a major national story. And a lot of these deserve to be national stories because the more national stories there are, hopefully the safer it becomes to the average citizen and the better. Kind of training police get, and the more scrutiny they get, and the more body cams they get, things like this that, that forces policy changes. That said, there, every one, I mean, you are dealing with people who are criminals, and let's be boringly black and white about it. And people say, "Well, no, we actually be nuanced." With it. there's actually not a ton of nuance in this. When you are going into Kenosha, it is relevant. I'm sorry that the person has a warrant out for an arrest for rape for a really brutal. If you read the, the police report, it's really horrifying and a long rap sheet and believable so, and totally believable for a lot of reasons that we talked about today. You are like all of those instances. You're dealing with people who are not, you know, Glenn Lowry had this thing where he's like, don't fight the cops. Don't fight them. Like, just don't have a fist fight with a police officer. A it's not going to end yeah. well, right? That's the first thing. Cops can do a lot. We can, pu- we can push them and pressure them, and we should, about the way people police, about, you know, things like, I, b- I think body cameras are incredibly important. And then on the other end, you can actually say, without blaming somebody, somebody for what happened to them, don't fight the cops. Yeah. Don't punch a cop in the face. Yeah, a when a taser happens and they say stop, fucking stop. You can make your case, because all those people are filming it. you can make your civil rights case right after that. But, and I'm not saying, again, I, I hate this constant throat clearing. Of, like, I'm not saying this is justified at all because I don't know the situation and I don't know all the facts. But every one of those interactions with people who are armed, I don't have a fucking knife in my car.
0: <laughs> you know? I mean, I usually, I, I, I usually have a knife in my car. Do you really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Why? yeah. Why? I do like construction stuff.
2: Oh, but like okay, well we don't know what kind yeah, of Yeah, and oftentimes I knife. wear it on my
0: hip. No, it's like it's like so a two rod inch blade. It's not like a razor thing. Yeah. It's a two inch blade look I don't know but I, use it for a yeah, th- the things. point being also I mean I'm just... totally a proponent of firearms so if I did have my permit in New York I would totally have my gun all the time just use it to like open doors and shake yeah hands and we people. see because in see. a time of COVID you can't shake hands so just yeah. put the barrel in their hand it's nice uh, but look you it's also a see a uh, gun is somebody a tool being an effective tool
2: yeah well look we also see somebody being shot and killed by the police who actually declared that they had a gun
0: yeah fire. well that was that was a super fucked up situation that's a super there's fucked a up situation and there's and we know the information after that because but this, is, the film. But, but this is a perfect example of we can decipher what went wrong, and you can do something from a training standpoint. You can actually yeah. focus on giving clear instructions to people so you don't shoot the shit out of them needlessly. Yeah. Uh, it's late, but briefly, because I think we'll get pilloried if we don't Kyle Rittenhouse. Me. Um, I, I think we can be somewhat brief here, um, mm. and I, I think we can be somewhat brief because I mean, it's if a we similar just had this
3: entire conversation about like waiting until knowing exactly precisely what precisely
0: right exactly we yeah. don't fucking know. There's video, and certainly when I first saw this, I thought to myself, "What is a 17 year old kid it's, it's, doing it's, it's on the streets by himself?" It seemed because the footage that I kept seeing was him running away from people by himself, and then I eventually saw. Some distant grainy footage. It's also not his incident, too. It, which is the other thing. Yeah. Like, how did you get here? What is your story? Why what did the you come Hell, hell are you doing on the streets, dude? We've that made, said. Look, we've made fun of lefties for larping. This is fucking right wing larping. But this is. But I don't know He's about police that. larping. I don't He's know about that. I, yeah, yeah. The Kenosha, the Kenosha guard. I don't know that I have a problem with like citizens of a community. Who have the right to bear arms going outside and standing in front of a building and saying, hey, looter, back the fuck off. No, you're not going to burn this shit down. This is our neighborhood. And if you actually see some of this video from Kenosha, Mm. it's people who are standing there saying, look, I'm cool with Black Lives Matter. I'm good with you guys. But this is our town. Don't burn this shit down. The police, one of these guys says, the police station is over there. Go burn that down. Don't burn this down. This is our home. In fact, I, my wife will hate this. If it's my neighborhood and I'm there, like I'm on the corner with the gun. Like I'm there with the heat. Come see me. We outside, nigga. We outside. Um, <laughs> so that's, I love that's street code shit. switching Street shit.
2: defend a property. I'm just saying, here. we yeah. outside. You
0: know where we at. And drop the Addy Um, So I'm fine with that actually Kyle on the other hand This is a more complicated story And I want to hear from his parents at some point Because It's weird Do you, what, do you know this? How did he like, you follow,
2: like, Has anyone gotten in touch with them? And have they spoken to anyone? Probably They shouldn't <laughs> They shouldn't No, but Honestly I had... like
3: any good lawyer would have told the parents oh, yeah, Don't let your don't Like do not say anything Do not let your son say anything <laughs> The crazy thing is that how politicized it's gotten so quickly. Like you have all of these right-wing pundits swooping in saying this guy is a hero. Yep. I just got an email like the NRA is like tweeting in his in support of him. Are I just they? got an e- yeah. Yeah, the NRA did. And now there's like <laughs> Gun Owners of America just sent a freaking press release out saying Kyle Rittenhouse appears to be a victim of mob violence, a man who is justified and empowered to use, utilize the Second Amendment recognized right to defend his life.
2: He was also breaking the law, too, by the way. I mean, he's a 17 year old kid. not news. in this news
0: release yeah. Yeah. at all. Too, he's too young he's to open too, carry. Yes, he's too he's too also carry. carried a gun across state lines. Yes. Both of those things are are illegal. Are illegal. Yeah, and, like, and whether or not that is... Regardless is, of law, the, yeah, he's yeah. actually too young. To he's be, too young. To be mm. a, yes. Don't do that he's too, young to, he's too young to be doing that. I will say this, though. I will say this. Having watched a lot of the footage, I've already weighed in and said that the Blake shooting, like something seems wrong to me there. I've watched the footage Mm -hmm. of like how to the extent we can sort of decipher something and is it self-defense? There's an argument and there's going to be an investigation and there's going to be a trial. And I hope he will have an opportunity to mount his defense. And to the extent he was not defending himself, like there are two dead people and one person who is injured and will suffer for the rest of his life. And at a minimum Like, in that particular situation, it seems to me that at least two of those people, possibly maybe just one, like, maybe they didn't see the first shooting that happened. I might, if I was out there, I might have been trying to stop this kid, too, had I just seen a shooting take place, right? If you heard, whoa, that motherfucker with the gun, the one that's running... He just killed somebody. Just shot someone yeah. in the head. He just killed somebody. I might try Wait, to stop him, too. Wait, did he actually say that, too? Like, he was on the he phone? He was on this video, I kill, I think I killed he's somebody. he's running, and it sounds somebody? like he's saying, I, I think I just killed somebody, and who knows who he was talking to, but we don't, yeah. again, it's yeah. like we're kind of guessing here, but I've seen footage of, like, what happens when they catch you on the street. Like, I don't know if you remember the footage of this kid early in the early days of these protests and actual riots where there was some kid who was defending a store with like a sword and they managed to disarm him and they managed to beat the living shit out of him. I don't even know what kind of condition he's in. It's not good. Did Kyle fear that that might be his fate if they were able to disarm him on the street then? I don't know, but he certainly wouldn't have been stupid to think that. Is it self-defense? I have no idea. I do know that two people are dead and another is seriously injured, and this 17-year-old kid has ruined his fucking life. And the Kenosha Police Department was not in a position to be everywhere they needed to be in order to maintain control of the city and to keep a tremendous amount of destruction from happening on the streets of Wisconsin. And again, this is another instance of obvious political failure at every level of government in Wisconsin and in Kenosha, and really with, the, with respect to the police force as well.
2: It also—but the, the weird thing about the criticism of the police force when he walked towards the police to turn himself in, basically, to give himself up, that people were yelling to the police that this is a guy— the guy, Yeah, which is easy to, to tell on video. A- and, yeah. and they drove by him, and obviously this was because— he was, you know, a white kid with a gun. I don't buy that argument for a number of reasons, but they were told there were three people that were shot down the street and they were hustling down there to see what was going on. Yeah. And they drove by him. There were still cops behind them, a big line of cops, in, to which he went to them with his hands up mm-hmm. and his gun slung around him. I just thought that was a, a kind of emblematic of how people react to this stuff. Is that when there was not a ton of information? Let's extrapolate from this little scrap of video that this is a police force that was you know accepted and like they gave him water before and said you know good on you guys for defending. Yeah,
0: they'd they also they'd also sent him away. Him and a bunch of the militia guys they were on a corner, and the police came and said, "Hey, you're not supposed to be in this yes. area. Get out of here." He tried to talk to the officers. They said, "I don't know. Get out of yeah. here."
2: There were, there's a couple of different. Scraps of video on that, which are sort of contradictory, but I think there was probably a presumption that these were people who—I don't know what this is—a is presumption only that these are people who are defending their own property, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's what they thought. Who knows? But but the rush and all of this stuff to make some sort of grand claims about what happened there. Yeah is pretty silly. And, 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 and we're to also in the day that... score points for your team. I mean, I, I think yes. that's mostly what is going on. And to, and, and to repeat this kind of boring mantra at this point that you don't know what happened, and you wait a little bit, the cover of the New York Times uh, today was the Rick Mina Kalamachi story about Brianna Taylor, so which good. added a number of details to that story, which complicated that narrative a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, doesn't make, and I think that Rand Paul... Is correct. The, how can someone defend no knock raids? The complicating thing of that story was like, oh yeah, this is why you wait. This is why you wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Does I I think everybody has a probably different opinion of what how they think about that after reading that story. But there's a lot of information in there that I didn't know. Yeah. So that was if, that if you was, haven't read, so the you piece, should read it. Go, it's it's, go it's find a pretty it. a pretty good. Um, everybody looks bad in it by the way. Yeah. It take,
0: it'll take you like 30 minutes to finish reading it, but it is super interesting. It's a very good, very detailed.
3: Yeah. It's the one by, uh,
2: yes.
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: who did the, the Caliphate, the Caliphate, uh, yeah. podcast with our friend, Andy Mills. Yeah. And you know, I've always thought of her as, as a sort of middle East correspondent mm-hmm. who does ISIS stuff and she pivoted. And yeah. that was a very good uh, piece of reporting. No, yeah. she, she reported
0: her ass off. No, it's, And it was nice to see that in the New York Times today, especially on the day when the Times kids section is promoting all kinds of woke misery. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Yeah. Claptrap. What is wrong with you people? I haven't read it. I, the, I
2: actually have the paper, but I read it online, but yes. I bought the physical paper, so I'll read that yeah. when I'm on a plane tomorrow. And
0: frame that. <laughs> give it to your daughter if you want to pollute her brain. Just...
2: He's always going to end really strong, doesn't he? Uh.
0: <laughs> Tina's like, I just lost my. It's job. okay. No, it's like you're know. not
2: responsible Tina for didn't what say, anybody. No,
0: Tina's. She's actually shooting daggers at me.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, she, I, is. She, she
0: is. is she is. is right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, one, that's just my
1: face. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give you cover. That's uh, what I was trying to do. Thank you. I was trying to help um, because I'm oftentimes re- I say terrible things, and other people are around, and then they get the blame yeah, for the terrible thing that I've said. That won't happen today. That won't happen this time. Because we're in a better place. We're Lord, very I hope I don't
3: get canceled over
2: this. No, you can't, <laughs> nah.
0: you can't get canceled. So many
2: people who have been guests and they're just reasonable people like Tina has have said that nobody's been canceled no. yet. No, no it'll, ne- it'll never
0: happen. No, because
2: they're responsible for what they say, <laughs> not the fucking dumb shit that we say.
0: No, it's true. And the dumb shit that we say is pretty dumb sometimes. But yeah, yeah. No, people or. have been. Can- I still love you guys. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. People have been canceled for that, though. It won't happen. For I- being
3: like, I think you guys are like smart, intelligent people that I love having conversations with. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that can end no. your fucking career. You oh yeah, yeah, it's done, done. Yeah. No. you are. <laughs> uh, fucked up. I hope you get that. I, I hey, God. fill out that uh, job application for townhall.com you <laughs> know Because you're fucked <laughs> at this point. I think it's only only
0: Breitbart will yeah, have you. Yeah. Only, Breitbart that's yeah. it. <laughs> only Breitbart will have you. Um, bye, bye, bye.
3: bye.
1: We, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan horse.